0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction,
1: windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: A little Johnny Cash there for our friend, our Morning Drive listener who communicates to us this morning, listening to the morning drive on board the Southwest Chief Amtrak train. It's a long train with three engines approaching Barstow, California, enjoying the trip. Amtrak served us a real nice steak in the dining car last night. Nice. I'm not adjusted to Pacific Standard Time yet. Hashtag Reckham. Very nice. Awesome. Happy. Yeah, absolutely. Have fun. Uh, white Whiteface, They are the antelopes, Jamie. They are the antelopes. Four o'clock kick on Saturday. We'll have optimum game day live coverage beginning at 7 a.m. Saturday morning. I'm just outside the Frazier Alumni Pavilion, just right across the street there from Jones Stadium. It'll be the sixth home game of the season, final home game of the season. Final home game of the, final regular season game is next week when Texas Tech takes on Texas. But first things first, it's UCF. What uh, What's your take on the crowd for Saturday? Four o'clock kickoff, that's a interesting time. I, I, I can't remember ever having a four o'clock kick um i'm sure they have but I, I don't recall in uh in my season ticket history of having a four o'clock kick not that i've gone back and and looked through through it but you know we've had we've had some interesting times over the years but that's i don't i haven't have no no problem with it to be get a little bit of sunshine get a little bit of uh moonshine not the west virginia kind just the the good old moon that is up up in the sky Okay. <laughs> so the
3: question was, what, what's my take on the crowd?
2: Yeah, what do you think the crowd's gonna be like? You think it's a full house? You think it's ninety percent, eighty percent, seventy-five percent? What do you What do you think?
3: I think it'll be a good crowd. I, I don't. <clears throat> I think everybody's probably pretty um, happy that you're getting the chance to be bull eligible mm-hmm. and senior day, and mm-hmm. it's um, the last home game, so. And the weather should be good, so I would expect it'll be a good crowd. Yeah,
2: I think I think you're right. I think the weather is going to be it's going to be um, <coughs> uh, pretty good. It's a uh, not 60, too hot, not too cold, right? It's perfect day. Uh, 67 degrees for a high. The low is going to be 50. Just an eight percent chance of precip. Looks like a partly cloudy sky, so uh, should be no no wind advisories uh, like you have on Sunday or Monday. So no no swirling wind, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Man, the south end zone is really coming along. They keep adding steel. Uh, we got a picture yesterday of the bullfighter delivering some steel to the, uh, the stadium site, the construction site there on the south end. I wonder how that's going to affect the wind and field goal kicks and all that kind of stuff when it gets all said and done, when it gets all built.
3: Probably will a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, I had uh, I had conversation with somebody the other day. We talked about this a little bit. And this person insisted that this is what's gonna happen. So as soon as the football season is over, like December one, even if they make a bowl game, that football building on the South End Zone is is coming down. And it is going to be built and rebuilt, torn down and rebuilt. Football training facility? Yeah, the football I mean okay. not you know, the where the foot the the, the building, the where the, the offices are. Where
3: With- at the FTF? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All the right.
2: FTF. Yeah, the FTF. Okay. The FTF. It's coming down. I was going to
3: say, there's no building at the south end zone right now.
2: Right, but it, the, yeah. Yeah, right there at the south end. Okay. But, but yeah. yeah this,
3: that's the only, that's yeah. the one that's <clears throat> over by there.
2: It's over by there. It's not directly okay. south. Okay. Uh, but but uh, the football building is is coming down uh, December 1, and they insist that they will have uh, a building ready to go for everybody to move in by August 31st of next year.
1: Okay.
2: I mean, it's going to be like a two-story. I mean, that's that's that is quick work. It's sure. nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but I mean, still, it's two-story building. It's going to be a two-story building. Yeah, that's quite a project. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's not. I mean, there's plenty of people that have built things or tried to get things remodeled that haven't been able to get it done in nine months. Now they're probably going to work on it twenty-four-seven. Yeah, I would.
1: I would guess that they'll have a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're going to make quick work of it. I don't
1: it. want to say money's no object, but it's close
2: yeah <laughs> it's, it's fair it sure it sure se- it sure seems that way uh it, it sure seems that way 619 this morning here on the morning drive uh, texas tech and central florida on saturday we'll have it at uh, four o'clock for you here on double t 97.3 now uh the other games in the big 12 does anything just stand out at you this weekend that you're like okay that's a that's a kind of must keep track of a must watch must just curious about how it's all going to go down? I
3: think ours is the best matchup. Okay.
2: Uh, you've got Oklahoma at BYU. That's at 11. Cincinnati, Cincinnati at West Virginia. West Virginia a chance to get to seven wins.
3: I just, I just, I I think West Virginia wins that game.
2: And I, I'm just going to say this. I think if West Virginia should lose this game, it's going to cost Neil Brown his job, despite getting to be bowl eligible.
3: In a season that they didn't expect to be bowl eligible,
2: right, right, okay. But I, th- I think, I think it's one of those deals where, like, okay, coach, here, you know, here's your chance to kind of have a a seven win potentially eight win season, and uh, show us what you got because now you're going to play a team that you should beat, uh, Baylor and TCU. Both those teams really going nowhere. TCU has to win out to become bowl eligible after making it to the national championship game from a year ago. Oh my goodness, man alive! How about that, Jamie? That is that so I is guess that
3: cr- means we should root for Baylor then cuz we don't want them to get bowl eligible.
2: Well, they yeah, they play Baylor this week and then they play at Oklahoma next week. So I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't think they make it. I don't think they become bowl eligible. I don't think they do either. Um because Oklahoma is, is going to have tons and tons to play for. Oklahoma State plays at Houston uh be Interesting to see what kind of comeback Oklahoma State has from their drubbing last week to UCF. Of course, that was in the rain. It's coming off a bedlam. You know, space game, a lot of things against them. Oh, yeah, the space game. That affected
3: it. Well, they had a, other teams' blue jerseys
2: affected. It. They had a, they yeah, had a, act that's caused me to lose lots of games. They had a full they had a full house, a lot of lot of lot of excitement, a lot of.
3: I could have bought into the rain. Mm-hmm. I can buy into you mm-hmm. just got done with a huge win against your rival. Was the trifecta? But, but I mean, the sometimes, trifecta? sometimes just stop. Okay, okay just stop. Those were
2: two really good points. Yeah. Okay. Space game. Space game. Um, <laughs> now let me ask you this if um <laughs> can we ever use the
3: excuse what's well, cotton game
2: sure yeah sure
3: yeah energy game
2: energy game energy game right now for uh oklahoma state they finish or excuse me for houston they finish with oklahoma state and then they play at ucf on uh, the saturday after thanksgiving a week from uh saturday yeah so <clears throat> let's let's say they let's say they go four and eight is that it for uh, dana holgerson there i think so yeah i think so that would be my guess yeah uh, Mike Gundy was was asked about Holgerson um, because Holgerson spent a year as his offensive coordinator, and he actually was was as complimentary as you can be for a guy that just spent a year with him in terms of helping him helping them with their uh, kind of a reset of their offense. Um, you know the, what what they what they did and what they were doing, and then the the coordinators that came in after taking pieces of what Dana did and pieces of what Coach Gundy wanted how he wanted it to go. But I saw this headline, you know, Gundy talks about Holgerson. I'm like, oh, this could be interesting. But actually, um, Mike Gundy was very complimentary in terms of the contributions that Dana Holgerson made to his program, yeah, even does, though he was there for a year. That
3: doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't feel like Mike Gundy takes a lot uh, a, sh- a lot of shots at other coaches. But do you feel like... Just the- reporters. Just reporters and but, but, Bedlam.
2: But, I mean, on, on one hand... He's he he wasn't wrong. I mean, and about was, what? About being mad at the reporter. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not. I don't, I I'm not a Mike Gundy yeah. hater.
3: Yeah, no. there are many coaches I, that uh, I dislike way more than him.
2: I just I think sometimes he gets kind of a bad knock when uh, no, when not when, for me when yeah. when he shouldn't. Uh, then Kansas State and Kansas play, and then Texas and Iowa State play. Yeah. Iowa State still has a chance to make the Big Twelve. Yep. Championship game.
3: And that one to me does uh, – I, I really feel like the last three, the, the our game with UCF and Kansas and Kansas State and Texas-Iowa State game are, are a bit intriguing. Uh, I, I just I just don't know – it feels like you've seen the Longhorns lose this game so many times.
2: Yeah. All right. We'll uh, give you an update on the Big 12 tiebreaker system. It's intriguing.
0: The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by CanTex Roofing and Construction. All right, so this Big 12 football race
2: for second place. (laughs) Um, The Big 12 didn't really account for multiple ties for teams that didn't play each other. Because remember, prior to this year, everybody played everybody, right? So head-to-head matchups became easy for for tie-breaking situations but currently uh texas is at the top and they play iowa state this week and then there's a four-way tie for second at five and two between oklahoma state oklahoma iowa state and kansas state and um should should texas and iowa state be tied at the top with a six-way tie for second between oklahoma state oklahoma kansas state kansas west virginia and texas tech at five and three um the odds of that happening are slim because big 12 home teams are 28 and 20 at home this year and that's if they all win at home this weekend so just just say that the favorites all went out um at the end of the day what the big 12 has determined is that um oklahoma state would get the slot um, so they, they're, what they're saying now is, and they issued a statement yesterday, in the event of a multiple-team tie, head-to-head wins take precedence. If all the te- tied teams are not common opponents, the tied teams that defeated each of the other teams earns the championship berth, which is different than what it was originally interpreted. And apparently the inquiry that uh, Barry Trammell made to the Big 12 uh, kind of... St- Uh, Cause caused them to take a look at this a little bit further and go, okay, this is how we interpret this. This is the clarification uh, from them. The Big 12 also said there have been no changes to any rules regarding Big 12 tiebreaker procedures, which were agreed upon prior to the season and went into effect in August of 2023. Because earlier this week, the wording on the Big 12's website made it appear as though K-State would win the tiebreaker because those three teams didn't play each other k-state and oklahoma and so there wasn't a way to have the two-way tiebreaker so strange as it sounds according to this article the wildcats would have trumped both oklahoma state and oklahoma by beating their two main rivals at the end of the regular year there's also a scenario in which the sooners would have finished on top had ku fallen down the league standings but that's not going to be the case it's confusing
3: Definitely is, definitely is. It makes it uh, odd when everybody doesn't play everybody.
2: So now K State's rooting against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State instead of cheering for them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scenario in their mind earlier this week. There was a scenario that
3: everybody if, went out. Yeah, yeah, that
2: would yeah, benefit th- K State. Yeah. I also read, and I and I I did not see the scenario but apparently there was there was a there's a apparently there is a scenario in all of this where kansas texas tech and west virginia also still have hope of winning a conference championship as they are all tied at four and three <laughs> wouldn't that be something
3: that would be something <laughs>
2: Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that just be wild? Um,
3: There's also a scenario where the three of us make sense for three straight hours, a full 180 minutes. But also, not likely.
2: Not likely. It would be something though. (laughs) It would definitely be something. That would be shocking. Shocking. It would be be shockingly something. But Mm -hmm. um, how about that? So Barry Barry Trammell, who apparently left his job with the. Oklahoman in uh, Oklahoma City, and now works for a, a website.
3: Why is that surprising to you? Well, because he's—I I mean, like seriously—every newspaper person in the world right now is writing for a website and not a newspaper anymore. Well, there's so few that are actually writing for I, a newspaper.
2: I guess I—I I guess I just kind of—I just I kind of viewed him as he works for Sellout Crowd now. He's—he's um, he's basically my age, and maybe I just. Felt like that, that, you know. He was—he's kind of the the face of their paper, so to speak. With maybe, maybe they said to him, "Hey, you need to go find another gig because this one's not going to be around very long." Or maybe they—maybe this this new gig is easier on him from a travel standpoint, or things like that. I—I I, I have no idea, but it just was surprising to me that.
3: I mean, there are many longtime newspaper guys yeah, no that are the face of their newspaper and all mm-hmm. that. Where they said, "Hey, we can't afford to pay you anymore." Mm-hmm newspapers are different now blah, sure. blah blah, and they're writing for websites
1: now. sure
2: yeah. so i guess i just was surprised by him yeah. i mean
1: yeah. i mean
3: and i, mean, I can't help but and forgive me i I, <clears throat> I hope that this is is not taking with offense by you chuck but i could not help but every time i hear this story of thinking man chuck wishes he was very
2: trim <laughs> <laughs>
3: so he could say I did this. I got it changed. I made I this. wouldn't
2: necessarily say that. I just would know I would just know that. I mean yeah. I mean
3: I can't how many times I, do you think Chuck would mention on here? I called the Big Twelve office. <laughs> I sent him an email. I talked to them and now look what's happening.
1: We'd have to change the intro of the show. <laughs> We'd have to I change mean, the size of the door. I mean, <laughs> i i do
2: i, might I do through I do admire him for 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 <laughs> for being the emphasis or the point of having it t- to be changed that he may or may not get the credit but he knows that his inquiry uh was uh the impetus of uh this clarification that had to be issued by the
1: big twelve yesterday a lot of big words in there chuck I know. <laughs>
3: I thought it was great. Like as soon as I hear the story about travel, send him an email and blah blah blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Man, Chuck wishes he was him.
2: I don't necessarily wish I was him because I mean I I don't know because how... then
3: you'd be writing for a website,
2: right? Then I'd be writing for a website and <laughs> you know, you know I've seen I've seen I've seen Barry. I've met him. He he looks much older than me and uh, looks much more out of shape than me. And so I really wouldn't want to be him, but. In that scenario, it, you know, <clears throat> it is it is admirable what he's what he was able to get done. He kind of beat his chest a little bit over that. That's, so that's it's
3: impressive how you have found a way in this story to take shots at him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well so we done. were fat shaming Kansas yesterday, <laughs> and now we're fat shaming Oklahoma. No, fat Who's shaming next, Clint? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It,
2: did he did he take that uh, well yesterday on the bottom line? I did not hear.
3: Well, when you're, I mean, when you're Fabio, Jeff,
2: everybody's a little bit behind
3: I'm you. I'm just going to
1: say, if he fat yeah. shames one of our birthday girls today, he's going to be looking for a new job.
0: Wow. <clears throat> okay. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with
2: Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Okay. Uh, one last note on tonight's basketball game. The coach for Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, spent two years here at Texas Tech as the director of basketball operations under Billy Gillespie and under uh, Chris Walker. Chris Walker, primarily.
3: Okay. Wow. So he was here for an interesting stretch. He was, he so was. probably got some stories.
2: <laughs> he was. I don't know if you'll have PTSD coming in or not, but <laughs> 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 but uh, he he, uh, he like I said he spent uh spent spent a little time here. I'll give you the the true specific of it. What's the name? His name is Jim Shaw. He was. uh he 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 obviously was a he was a player back in the day kind of a um let's see here yeah he was here from he might have he might have missed billy uh he was here 12 thir- the 12 thirteen season and the thirteen fourteen season so a little bit of billy billy probably hired him and then he spent time under uh, chris walker as well so um that was a man that was a a dark period of texas tech basketball wasn't it
3: it was an interesting time, no doubt.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean just kind of it was, you know, it's really it was really an unfortunate time of Texas Tech basketball. Uh Billy was here 211 through 212 obviously and then just kind of got got a little wonky there. At the end. <clears throat> and that's putting it kindly. Mm -hmm. a little wonky all right we'll have uh red raider football in the air for you on saturday it's a four o'clock kick okay four o'clock kick so you know plan your 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 day accordingly on saturday we'll have ours planned for you 7 a.m optimum game day live take you all the way up to the kick and of course after the game it's the double t97 three coors light post game show from the overton hotel and conference center uh this week is senior week it's also uh Tonight, the final show of uh, radio show of uh, Joey McGuire. We'll have that for you tonight at six. Uh, the guys will be um, over at Twin Peaks tonight. Uh, the Tech Talk guys from three until six. That'll be their last appearance there of the year. So that's uh, that's good. Well, at
3: least for the show. Doesn't right. not
2: mean they won't go there on their free time <laughs> right. sure they, they're more than, they're allowed to they are absolutely yeah they're allowed to go there for lunch or dinner or mm-hmm. you know watch games or whatever mm-hmm. whatever. but you can go by and see uh, Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson today over at Twin Peaks it'll be there they'll be there from three until six today so uh, look forward to look forward to that um what what's um okay I, I ask you this every week okay what's your confidence level going into Saturday's game
3: I don't know. I feel like it was, you know, we, we talked about this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did I tell you, I was at a six,
2: 60, six, I think. Yeah. Six, six out of 10. Yeah.
3: I may be a little bit higher than that. Okay. Um, I might be up to like 65. Okay. I'm nervous though. I, I'm nervous. I, <clears throat> I know. I think that they're a much better football team than their record shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could probably say the same thing about the Red Raiders. I mean, they've both been through quarterback injuries that have really hurt them, but it also feels like uh, both are playing some of their best football right now, um, now that they have healthy quarterbacks again. Uh, you know, obviously what they did last weekend was impressive, and you can make all the points about, you know, Oklahoma State coming off uh, the Bedlam win and – you know, maybe not being quite as focused and the rain affecting it and all that good stuff. Space game, space game, blue jerseys. <laughs> you can make those points. I won't make all those. Okay. Um, but, uh, it, that was an impressive performance. last mm-hmm. No weekend. doubt. So you would think they're a pretty confident bunch right now, uh, that feels like they can come in here and get the job done and get themselves to the bowl eligibility. And I'm I'm not here to tell you that I don't think they can do it, but I don't, I, I still feel like uh, Red Raiders playing at home, healthy Baron Morton, um, you know, probably playing with a lot of confidence after, you know, winning their last two games um, and getting a big road win. So I, I feel good about the Red Raiders' chances. I mean, the one thing that concerns me is that it's senior game because it always feels like that's a little bit of a emotional roller coaster and distraction yeah. and all that good
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. It can definitely go either way.
2: Yeah, sometimes that can go your way, but sometimes, like you said, just the the beginning of it, just the emotion of you know playing you know your final game at home and having your family there, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just trying to kind of get everything all figured out. So, just it can get it can get a little south on you, no question.
3: Yeah, I, I just think it's the distraction of running out there and all that. I mean, your family is at most games, so. I don't think it's that I, I would guess that there it's just, Hey, I'm running out there and grabbing a rose and giving it to mom. And the last time I run out there and all that. So like you guys said, though, that's fair. Sometimes it does probably give you a little bit of a boost, Mm -hmm. but other times it just has you thinking about other things when you're supposed to be thinking about that.
1: Although usually it's like the walk on guy who gets the boost. Like it's (laughs) the guy that nobody thinks of that all of a sudden has like Mm -hmm. in basketball, like 25 points. Can't miss all of a sudden who may have twenty five minutes the rest of the season combined. Like it, it, it's those type of situations more than it's your star running back that runs for four hundred yards on senior day.
3: Remember the senior day <laughs> for the Lady Raiders. Who was the who was the girl? Oh man, go back a couple coaches. Oh, and it was not. There was, it was frosty. <laughs> frosty? It was frosty between her. She was handed the plaque from, oh, what was her name? Oh, my
1: goodness. It was after Amber Battle. It was like, it was, Amber Battle was like the year before.
3: Oh, surely you remember this, Chuck. <sighs> oh, man. Her and, um,
2: was it Coach Stallings? I don't think it was before, no. I think it was before Stallings. It, it was Shimmy uh, Gray Miller. No, no, no,
1: no, no, it, no, It was candy. Um, I don't remember. I don't. I, was I'm the, sorry
3: for bringing it up now,
2: but uh, that's okay. That's it right.
1: was like
3: they just looked at each other, and then the girl, like I don't think she played okay. or barely played, okay, but had been like a major player for them. But there was major beef between the two of them. Hmm.
1: Yeah. God, who was that? I can I remember that so vividly now. Mm. I can't think of who it was. A lot of forgetful times in those Lady Raider books. Yeah, but, I,
3: I just remember sitting courtside over there, at press row, and like looking at the two of them, like barely look at each other.
2: Okay, sometimes I miss that kind of stuff just because I'm. Yeah, we, we we've talked about it a hundred okay. times though. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just can't. I, yeah. It's it's not in my it's that, not in my memory. That was bag.
3: the that was like the worst <laughs> senior day moment I've ever seen in my life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see here. From uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line, if they if UCF watched our K State game, it could be a long day with a running quarterback. Yeah, I mean you're going to have to you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to contain the contain the run. Uh, this if UCF plays well in the rain, maybe our dry, perfect temperature weather will throw them off this week.
0: Hey. Yes,
3: right, and plus it won't be. Uh, we haven't named it a space game. <laughs>
2: right, it's just Senior so. Day. That's you know <laughs> that'll throw them off. <laughs> that'll throw you know the other thing about Senior Day, and we've seen this. We've seen this a little bit. If you if you listen to the radio broadcast, you'll hear the guys going through it, and, and then you might hear, well, and he has another year, so he could come back. <laughs> I think there's some guys have gotten multiple footballs, and the moms have gotten multiple bouquet of flowers because of uh, having some extra eligibility. Super fun. Was super fun. I knew that. Would, I, knew, I knew that. I knew that that would bring joy to your joy to your heart that some of these guys could could still have some eligibility left. And
3: I'm fine with them. I mean, if they have eligibility left mm -hmm. and they haven't made up their mind, I'm fine with them going through it, but don't go through it again next year.
2: Right. Right, I got it. Or if you know you're going to potentially go through it next year, then just don't go through it this year. But. I don't know. I guess you got to seize the moment when you can. Uh, Jamie's question of the day is next. We will get to some comments from uh, Joey McGuire. There's a couple that I'd really
0: like to hear from him on. We'll do that. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
3: And uh, our two questions to answer. And my question is for you today. Mm Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me who's the biggest surprise in a positive way for the Red Raider football team, and who's been the biggest uh, surprise in a negative way. You, expect, well, okay. you expected more from them.
2: Well, I think Jeran Bradley is, is, from a negative standpoint, is who we, who I, I think we, a lot of people expected more from um, this year, um, and and whether that's. Whether that's him, whether that's play calling, whether that's injury to the quarterback, whether that whatever whatever that is that that whole receiver group has just been has been a disappointment. But I think the expectation that everybody had was that he was going to be a, a big part um, of that offense and would be a big reason why you were going to win 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 it's just not. For whatever reason, it's just not clicked this year. Okay. It's just not, it's just not clicked. So then you're going to ask me who's, who's been the, you said biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said?
3: Biggest surprise positive, biggest surprise negative.
2: Th- this is, this is going to sound maybe stupid, but I think, I think Taj Brooks has been better than what you thought he was going to be and more impactful on the offense than what you thought he was going to be. I mean, let's face it, coming into the year, he he was a guy that, you know, you had your kind of had circled, but I think he's performed at a higher pace than what I even thought that he would make in terms of the impact on the offense.
1: We weren't talking about Taj being an NFL running back yeah. a year ago at this point.
2: Yeah, and I and I think the other thing too is if he hadn't performed at the level that he's performed, your record would be worse than five and five. So I'm going to say Taj, and I'm going to say Duran uh,
1: Bradley. Taj is a, is a great answer. That was kind of where my, my second thought was on the positive side. And I'm going to kind of cheat here, and I apologize. I've got two groups that have been pleasantly surprised and devastating devastated by I've been pleasantly surprised by your offensive line in general this year. They haven't been great at anything. They've been pretty they've good. Been pretty
3: good in run blocking. They've been good run. Mm-hmm. They've
1: been good run blocking, but they're not mm-hmm. like opening holes that I could run through. Um, but they're doing a really good job in 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 run blocking. They're doing an adequate job, I would say, in pass blocking. Nothing spectacular. Nothing perfect by any extent. But I had huge questions about them coming into the season doing anything and they've kind of done a really good job, at least in half of what their job entails as a collective group. I could not be more disappointed in your wide receiving core when it comes to catching the football, when it comes to running their routes, when it comes to blocking uh, in running situations like I almost feel like those are wasted positions almost for this football team that, you could take them off of the field and just put sticks out there and be as effective. <laughs> okay, that's a
2: little bit too much sticks, sticks. out there. Like oh, it,
3: Jeff wants to go with a six-back set with no receivers split wide.
1: <laughs> you might have a better pass play for <clears> uh, the, <throat> these guys. Aren't getting open. They're not making their blocks on the outside, and that used to be such a prideful thing for this. You know, this it, team that it, uh, they were the best blocking wide receiver. That might be the, the most country. frustrating
3: thing about this wide receiving core. I mean mm-hmm. that 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 play to the sideline and we just constantly don't pick up even a yard off of it. Yeah. It, it's like go get your three, four, whatever, that's mm-hmm. fine. Not looking for a big play, but just go get three or four. We I mean, we're having a hard time getting back to the line of scrimmage on a, a wide receiver screen. Yeah, that's so frustrating.
1: So and that's a group. Like there's not one guy that's just been making his blocks. And you can go well, at least he's getting it done. So I I did two groups, but I think they're fair groups to do that with.
3: Okay. Um. So for me, Taj is definitely. I would agree with. <clears throat> excuse me, what you guys said as far as I didn't think he was going to be this good, but to say he's my biggest surprise, I I mean I expected him to be a thousand yard back, and so I mean he's been he's been terrific again didn't think he was we'd be talking about NFL running back or all the above so I agree with you guys he's been a surprise mm-hmm. I just don't think he I wouldn't put him in the category as the biggest one okay for me um for me the biggest I think the biggest surprise is I mean your leading tacklers are redshirt freshman and Ben Roberts
2: yeah that's okay. a good answer I,
3: I I think he's been terrific this season for the Red Raiders and so I would I would go with him as my biggest surprise. Um I think he's been really really good. Um, and and again just a redshirt freshman. So that that has me super confident, you mm-hmm. know, and add to the mix Rodriguez when those two are healthy. I think you got a couple of good ones to okay. to build on. So I'm um, excited about that um you guys are right with the wide receiving core it's hard to not go the disappointment of of the wide receivers as a whole um i'm personally going to go to another position group and i'm going to throw two guys in there i don't it, it was a surprise to me and maybe i bought into the hype a little bit too much but i loved a data ray last year thought he brought great energy and was a major just a guy that was about to explode onto the scene and and then we heard i mean the world of experts talking about how steve linton was uh, you know the, the next great rush end that's gonna mm-hmm. be a plane in the nfl and so and just those two guys right there have been a little bit of a disappointment to me okay and i'm not saying at times that they haven't been done good things because they have
2: mm-hmm.
3: i mean linton Legion you in sack still but it just, I mean, obviously, your it's, sacks injuries have, been really, have factored in. But it's just, I just feel like all season long, we haven't gotten enough pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I thought those would be two guys, that, even if they're not getting sacks, they're forcing the ball out quicker. Those would be the two guys that I thought were going to put the most pressure.
2: You know, a couple other defensive guys from a positive that, that stand out to me, Deidre Taylor Demerson.
3: I, I think he's your defensive MVP.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's been phenomenal he he i i would i considered him my biggest surprise but Mm -hmm. i i think he i expected him to be good Uh, i just didn't think ben roberts was going to be great no i think
2: i think that's a great answer on the defense and you could you could also add uh tyler owens maybe um and then cj baskerville yeah
3: i'd put baskerville over Owens
2: over over owens yeah but i i think ben roberts was because i mean man with with the injury to Jacob Rodriguez and what Ben Roberts has had to do to you know come in as a redshirt freshman, man, he's been he's been outstanding.
0: The morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat on go to double t973.com for that at the mobile app. Visual Edge IT Hotline is open to eight oh six seven seven one zero nine seven three. We have Friendship High School football on the air for you tonight. It'll be on Sunny 977, broadcast time six, play by play at six thirty. It'll come to you from Wildcat Stadium on the campus of Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas. Okay. They'll take on the South Lake Carroll Dragons. Okay. the dragons let's go Tigers uh, one of the new favorite books that I've been reading uh, Boy Wonder is Dragons Love Farts it's a great kids book great for little boys Dragons Love Farts
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stop it's
2: also I'm, uh,
3: gonna, I'm trying to be Joyous Jamie and not Jerk Jamie
2: you know, you're, you're, would you like me to bring it in and read it to the kids? No?
3: Uh, you can do whatever you want with okay. your kids. I
2: don't... <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I'm these sure kids. your son,
1: Clint, would love to hear
2: the story. <laughs> uh, the Rawls Jackrabbits take on the Groover Greyhounds uh, tonight. Uh, that'll be in Canyon at 730. Also, the Mustangs of Andrews against Decatur. And the Mule Shoe Mules against the Brock Eagles uh, tonight. Again, the... Uh, Friendship and South Lake Carroll game will be on Sunny ninety seven seven tonight at uh, six with play by play at six thirty tomorrow night. We'll have uh, Lubbock Cooper football on the air for you as uh, Cooper Pirates will take on Alito. that'll be a toughie. Uh, that'll be at uh, Memorial Stadium in Wichita Falls against the Bearcats. Pirates and Bearcats tomorrow night six thirty the broadcast time seven o'clock the score on the score. One hundred point seven. The score, uh, play by play. So that's some among the games.
3: So a few years ago, when Cooper got hosed on the fumble mm. in like the state semis. Okay, that was Alito, wasn't it?
2: I believe so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we're we're, we're, due. we're due we're due for mm-hmm. some little striped Coop, striped help there.
2: Cooper madness, right? Yeah. A little bit Cooper madness. Maybe those those Chip Darden can figure out a way to. Take down the Bearcats. But, his, or
3: just since the officials hosed them last time, they could just be, <laughs> make up call. All the way officials don't do make up calls. <laughs> well, <okay>. Right.
2: <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Match lit.
1: <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, but and I'm not trying to poke the bear here. Mm. Don't you feel like make up calls happen more for the baseball home plate umpire on pitches if he calls one a ball that maybe he thinks, okay, maybe that was a strike that makes up that that gets made up for faster.
3: Uh, I think it's most
1: in basketball. I do too. I I I was going to say basketball, basketball.
3: which I think is the hardest one to officiate. That would be my, yeah. And the play that Cooper, I mean, it's, you know, one of those things, if they had instant replay, they would have seen that the ball was out and all that good stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's a, You know that's one of those where, I mean, as a fan, you're disappointed and all that good stuff. But that's in the realm of they're human, not they just didn't see it. You know, whatever. And uh, that's not one that I I don't know. I'm sure the Cooper fans then were really frustrated, disappointed, as they should have been. But that's not one where you're like, well, that guy was trying to cheat them. It just they didn't see him.
2: Um, Do you think we'll ever see instant replay at the high school level? Maybe at the six a five a level. I hope so. Given, I mean, given all the cameras that are now at these games, I mean, at some point in time, the technology will be—I'll just say—cheap enough where. Man, it,
3: that's really what it boils down
2: to. Where, where you'll be able to do that. It,
3: because, like, for isn't that part of the reason why they don't have shot clock?
2: It's a cost. Yeah, it's yeah. a Cost thing. Yeah, which is which is just crazy. I mean, well.
1: Y- it, when you're factoring in the six A and five A schools, yes, I'm sure all of them can afford it. The one A yeah. schools, the the six okay. man schools.
3: Well, those. I mean, and it's so it's having the the you know the cost of it plus you, as far as you know having that clock up there mm-hmm. and getting it set up with the technology and all that. And the person and then, running, and then you have to have a person that's competent
2: well and then and then, then knows
3: what they're doing and, and we j- don't always run do in the division one like you know, well and you have to pay them
2: well the whistle the whistle is what starts is what's supposed to start and stop the the clock right
3: uh do you blow a whistle when a shot goes off the backboard and hits no,
2: the that's rim? True. that's true that's true that's true i thought that's true i thought the whistle the whistles, maybe the whistle's the regular clock I don't know. Yes. Yeah, the regular clock is the whistle, but not the shot clock. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you
3: can't be blowing whistles in the middle of play. You're right. I was going for that offensive remote. Well, stop. I heard the whistle (laughs) blow.
2: That's right. Sorry, I was thinking too much outside the box there. Mm -hmm. Um, Here was going to be my question for you. Would you be opposed to instant replay for playoffs only or maybe even state championship games only? Because when they play the state championship games, they're playing it generally,
1: you know, Parker NFL stadiums. Teams. Yeah. yeah. Don't they no, I have think that's it at the state championship? Isn't I think so, they do. I think it's the one place they do. I think okay. they state do now. Championship. I okay. think
3: you're right, Jeff. Um, and that makes a whole lot of sense with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's not a bad idea, Chuck. Yeah. I mean, if you get to the postseason. But, like, you can't uh, – you, know, you really would make it hard on schools with if you said, okay, well, you can only choose to do playoff games – in schools that are prepared for it yeah. and at stadiums that have mm-hmm. the technology because we know how hard it is already for these these folks to mm-hmm. get stadiums and all that kind of stuff and that's why they're playing on thursdays and saturdays and all that in the playoffs and get officials and all the above mm-hmm. if you limited them to certain stadiums i mean heck they they might not even have it over there in new mexico what would this? Well those Texas playoff games. I don't know. Do, do that.
2: That'd be my bet. Over there in Pecos, New Mexico, they don't they don't have those cameras. There is a Pecos, New Mexico, by the way. Um what about what about on the shot clock? On the shot clock for basketball, what about mandating it for 6A and 5A schools?
3: I I don't I don't have a problem with that.
1: Yeah. If they mandated it, I wouldn't be upset about it. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's not as big of an issue as we think it is, for a shot clock violation. Like I don't know that they're not getting a shot up in thirty-five or forty seconds, whatever you would what 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 you would set it at in a high school game, unless it's one team that is trying to really take all of the air out of the ball, yeah, and in those I, situations, giving, giving those kids a chance. Yeah no,
3: point. and I've seen I've seen that I've called two high school playoff games where the one team would get the ball and dribble out the quarter. Yeah, yeah, and I mean we're we're talking they'd get the tip or the inbound to start the third, and they would just hold the ball the whole time, and it's just like that's not, I'm sorry that's not basketball, I know technically it is, but um, let let the kids play, I mean that's just too much for me.
2: <laughs> uh, this from the eighth Morning center chat line. Um, I was this is they're quoting me. I was thinking too much outside the box is one of the most chuckiest things I've ever heard. <laughs> hmm. Glad to glad to provide. Glad uh-huh. to, that's what makes this show one that you just can't put down. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta stay with us the whole time because you, you might miss something.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety